Broncos Playbook, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Mike, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. I am one of your hosts, Ashley. This is my lovely co-host, Michael. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. This week has had like has like a lot of chaotic energy, and I so it's like very weird week. It's a Friday the 13th this week, and then a full moon on Monday. Wow. Some people are in for a weird weekend. Like, yeah. no, I'm not talking weird. I'm talking like <laughs> the kind of people that think they're like born from like Wiccans and stuff. Like they're going to mm-hmm. have a weird weekend. Um, so that's exciting. Well, brace kind yourselves. Of excited now. Just brace yourselves. <laughs> I didn't know about the full moon thing. So that's, yeah. that's exciting. I have 13th and a full moon on Monday. Crazy. We should just um, move Halloween to this weekend. Could you imagine? No. Well, I mean, we canceled Halloween in COVID year, so we did. We also canceled Halloween in New York once because we had a really bad snowstorm on Halloween. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. So they canceled Halloween. They moved it back like a week. I thought you were gonna say a hurricane. I I never understood that. I don't think you can reschedule Halloween. Like I understand, (laughs) I understand why people like why governments are like, yes, kids can get their candy next week, but like that's so dumb. Nothing would hurt me more as a child than being like, we'll do Halloween next week. Like, I can picture no, you. Like, I'd rather you, not do Halloween. You waited like three weeks, like in your like Spider-Man costume, like hanging in the closet and like ready for Halloween to be there. And then they were like, let's do it next week. It'd be very sad. Honestly, in that scenario, I would be excited that I could wear my Spider-Man outfit for another week. So that's true. I got that going very for true. me. Very true. So in case you're just tuning in, this week is Halloween. We changed yeah, it. happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. Um, we'll jump right into it because we do have a good amount of news. I'm just going to kind of fly through it. If you have anything to add or you want to discuss one, just cut me off. Okay. Happily. Okay. The schedule releases tomorrow. We got two um, bigger news games that have already been released. We have a Monday night football doubleheader uh, in week two between the Titans and Bills and the Vikings and the Eagles. And the Broncos will play the Rams on Christmas Day. We have a couple of big signings. Sony Michelle signed with the Dolphins on a one-year $2.1 million contract. He joins Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed. They're stacking that backfield and kind of have no idea what they're planning on doing with it. Uh, Mike Davis was released by the Falcons and then very quickly signed with the Ravens on a one-year deal. I couldn't find the exact number, um, but... Then, like, two days later, he had $100,000 worth of jewelry and this, like, special cleats dedicated to his dad stole from his house. But also, the Ravens also parted way with Tyson Williams. A lot, lot going on there. They're idiots. They should have <laughs> parted away with Tyson Williams. He should have played last year. That's all I'm going to say. He really should have. Kyle Van Noy signs with the Chargers. He joins Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson as uh, offseason additions to the team. He was released by the Patriots in May to clear a little over $4 million in cap space, and I don't have details on his new contract right now. The quarterback, Nathan Peterman, signed to Chicago on a one-year contract. He takes over the spot from Nick Foles. He joins Justin Fields and Trevor Simeon. James Bradbury was released from the Giants. It saves $10.1 million in cap space, half of what his cap hit would have been. The Giants are still trying to fix Dave Gettleman's mess. And it's although to, to no- be honest, that was probably mm-hmm. Dave Gettleman's that was his, best signing. It was his best signing, but so. it's his mess because 
the cap was a disaster. He every every other signing was a disaster. Um, it's to note that former uh, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham is with the Raiders right now, and that seems to be a front runner for where Bradbury may go. Josh Lambeau is officially suing the Jaguars over the Urban Meyer incident from last year. He's seeking $3.5 million salary that he missed, plus damages for emotional distress. That was when he was sitting in a lunge position. Uh, Urban Meyer walked up to him, kicked him in the leg, and said, hey, dip, bleep, make your bleeping kicks, and kicked him in the leg. He said, Lambeau said to Meyer, don't bleeping kick me again. And Meyer said, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want. So... He's suing. A lot of bleeping in there. A lot of bleeping in there. You would yell at me if I didn't bleep it. Um, I didn't even end up editing last week. I just marked it as explicit because I I didn't feel like it. Good. The Broncos price tag is expected to be more than $5 billion, which would be like the biggest price tag on a team selling. Um, Dan Ventrell is no longer the president of the Raiders. It was announced, I think, Thursday of last week, something like that. Um, but there is like drama heating up around it. He was serving as the interim president. He claims he was fired for reporting a hostile work environment. He told Mark Davis about the issues that Mark Davis was dismissive, said it didn't warrant any concern. Um, he passed off those concerns to the NFL, but shortly after he brought it up, he was fired. He says it's in retaliation. He stands by his decisions. Mark Davis said that he's heard about what Ventrell said, but he won't comment on it. The exact thing says, the only thing I want to make clear is that Dan Ventrell was never president of the Raiders. He has always been the interim president. He was never named president. Interim was always a temporary designation to determine whether he would be the full-time president or not. I want that clear. He is not the president of the Las Vegas Raiders. Never was. Drama. Yeah, that can get interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Drama. Um, big, big news. Tom Brady signed a 10 year. I'm going to say the number that's been reported, but Fox is disputing the number, but not telling us the real number 10 year, $375 million contract with Fox sports as a game analyst for quote, when he decides not to play anymore. So whenever he decides, they're just going to like walk him off the field and right up into the booth. I mean, I'm also curious about whether, and I, I, I've seen some people discussing this about, the idea that he could possibly maybe even do post season games mm-hmm. if his team gets eliminated. So it'll be really interesting. Like, does that count mm-hmm. towards his towards ten years? Is he just going to get, you know, like 90 million for doing a single game because yeah, he's him. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, Richard Sherman is close to close closing a deal with Amazon as one of their broadcasters. I think they have which, which night now they have one of the nights. Is it Monday night? um monday wait sorry wait amazon thursday thursday okay amazon has thursday night football and richard sherman is close to landing a deal with them no numbers reported or anything uh jarvis landry is receiving interest from the ravens Rapport said this week that landry turned down a one-year deal worth a decent amount of money with the browns looking for something a little bit more than one year uh kayvon thibodeau the new york giants first round draft pick paid current kicker Graham Gano for his number five jersey. He donated $50,000 to Puppies Behind Bars, which is a weird name for an organization, but they do awesome things. They provide service dogs to wounded war veterans and first responders, and in, in addition to explosive detection dogs for law enforcement. I love puppies. I know. I knew you were going to like that. 
Buck says they are using this coming year as another quote redshirt year for Kyle Trask. Just tell us you messed up and you suck. <laughs> what do you mean another redshirt year? Oh my god. I don't know. My favorite quote of the week was Robert Sala saying Zach Wilson looks quote beefy in a good way. <laughs> I had to put it in there as news because I had to say it. Oh god. Uh there Come is on, man. <laughs> Did he hit puberty or something? Like, what do you mean? Honestly, probably. He left BYU and, like, was fine with the church that you can have puberty now. That's a fair point. <laughs> Lewis Kine is having some drama with the Bucks. He says the Bucks promised to take him at 27. He didn't say the oh, Bucks, but he said at this. pick 27. Um, he said they told him they were 100% set on picking him. He was promised that they would pick him and then didn't tell him and decided to trade back. Um, he said he was kind of hurt by that, felt lied to, cheated, I guess. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I feel like yeah. this kind of thing, you see it in basketball sometimes, but mm -hmm. I feel like you never see it in the NFL. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. Yeah, um, I, I am sure it happens a lot, but draft picks don't usually say that. You know, like, you don't usually come out. Well, to I think normally if you make a promise, it's kept at least. Yeah. I don't know. That's so it, and it's not even like the 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 Bucks like somebody fell that far. The Bucks decided to trade back. Interesting. Very. Um, and then my one of my favorite news stories come out lately is that Sam Howell says he only eats chicken. He has never eaten a burger or a steak. Won't eat seafood. He orders chicken tenders at Steakhouse and brings his own tenders to team dinners. And I love that because I am somebody who only eats chicken tenders. Great. So you're Sam like the Powell's one person that likes this. I love it. I will say like, they're doing him dirty. They're, do, they're doing him dirty by saying that he's never had a burger or a steak. Like, mm -hmm. just say he's a pescatarian and nobody is making yep. this big of a deal out, deal about it. Like, because yeah. when I read it earlier, I was like, yo, that's weird. Uh -huh. And then I remembered, I was like, no, nah, it's just a pescatarian. <laughs> like, it's, it's not that weird. Yep. Like, I mean, it's weird, but like, it's not that weird. If when it has a name, I don't know. Just yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, whatever. Moving and on. And then I'll breeze through these really fast. Um, I know some of them are fully guaranteed, but I don't have them noted as fully guaranteed. I forgot to finish those notes. Um, but some of the first round rookie contracts have come out. Lions signed Aiden Hutchinson for thirty five point seven million with a twenty three point one signing bonus, fully guaranteed. Jets signed Ahmad Sauce Gardner to thirty three and a half million. Uh, Panthers signed Ikea Kwanu to 27.5 fully guaranteed with a $17.2 million signing bonus. The Eagles signed Davis to 17 million. The Chiefs signed McDuffie to under four, just under 14 million and Karloftis to just under 12 million. The Packers signed Walker to 13.8, Wyatt to 12.8, and the Vikings signed Kine for 11.5 million fully guaranteed. Yay. That's Congrats, that. Draft picks. Yay. Kind of ended up going in the first round. He was the last pick of the first round. And he's signed now, even though he wanted to go to the Bucks. Anyway, same as last week, we're going to jump into the NFL draft, but this time for AFC teams. And we're going to rate them on a scale of thumbs up to thumbs down, like we did last time. Because that's the most scientific way to do it. And we, yes. we're going to roll with it. So, which division would you like to start off with? 
Uh, let's just go in the order we have. So AFC okay. North, I believe, is that the yeah that's first. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the reigning AFC champions. Uh, they only made six picks on the uh, during the draft, which is tied for like fourth fewest, I believe. Um, and I have to say, to start out, Daxton Hill, um, safety slash uh, defensive back. Uh, depending on where you look, I know some places have him maybe being a little more like he might be like a slot cornerback um, mm-hmm. or like a box safety. I'm not really sure, uh, but he's got size. He has speed. I think he ran a four three eight. Um, maybe he is a little bit of outside corner. He's certainly a, a chess piece that they're going to be able to move around. Um, and the guy that they got in the second round, Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska, definitely more cornerback, but uh, has played both safety and corner. So they're both, I think, really solid picks for a team that already had a pretty decent secondary in a defense last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked both of those picks a lot. It was really after that where I didn't have a ton of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I don't really think you're really getting anyone after that. That's really going to make too much of an impact anytime soon. I think you're just looking at guys that are coming in at somewhat strong positions, edge rusher, defensive line, safety, um, that down the line, when you have to pay Joe Burrow a crap ton of money, you're hoping that these guys are going to be able to kind of take that step forward. Um, mm-hmm. if you know, you might have to lose some of your bigger name guys at other positions to free agency. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, overall, I, I I don't think they got worse. I think they definitely got stronger in the secondary. Um, but I think that's really the majority of the day one impact we're going to see. Yeah, I agree. And I think this team is a super young team that all of their contracts are going to come due at once. Like the yep. bill is going to have to get paid at once. So adding depth to these positions where they already have an inkling that they're going to lose players is something they needed to do. An interesting stat I saw between Daxton Hill and Cam Taylor Britt over the last two seasons, they combined only allowed five touchdowns in coverage and they both, they combined had six interceptions. So pretty good. That's more interceptions and touchdowns for mm-hmm. those of you counting at home. It is. Five. Six um, is five. That is true. Math. Uh, so I'm going to give them a single like thumbs up, maybe like kind of bending down a little yep. bit. Um, yep. It's hard to, you know, they didn't have a ton of draft picks and that always makes it a little tough. Uh, but, you know, that's always kind of a, a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and next up, uh, why don't you take us to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, so the Pittsburgh Steelers did go in the direction everyone expected them to go in the first round. They did go quarterback, but after a couple of weeks of this cloud of Malik Willis that they pushed on everyone. They decided to go with Kenny Pickett. I think that was their plan all along. Um, hometown guy from Pittsburgh gets to stay in Pittsburgh, but they did go quarterback with the 20, uh, 20th pick in the first round. They decided to pick up two other wide receivers, George Pickens in the second and Calvin Austin the third in the fourth. They added some depth to the, um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought, but those are my big ones. Anyway, I was like trailed off, but yes, they, um, George Pickens slipped down a little bit further than he would have because of injury last year that he was coming back from and a little bit of off the field issues, it seems. Um, but again, Pittsburgh does often take players like that. So they didn't yeah, shy the- away from taking him and they're very good at picking wide receivers in the second round. 
the big difference between them and Dallas is Dallas can't handle the people yeah. that they take with off the field concerns. Meanwhile, you've got Mike Tomlin who coached Antonio Brown for nine years and we yep. never heard a peep out of it. Yep. Um, for that reason, I love George Pickens landing spot. He was one of my favorite wide receivers pre-draft. I love George Pickens um, as anyone in my C2C league uh, campus to Canton league knows very well. Hashtag team George Pickens um, did not know he had a torn ACL and I picked him, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, cause here I am talking about football. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Kenny Pickett, he's not my favorite quarterback in the draft, but honestly, I, I vowed to myself pre-draft this year that I was just not going to stand firm behind my quarterback opinions, really like outside of like, you know, what I think they might be good at or bad at, like who's going to be good because I'm never right. Cause the NFL doesn't get it right half the time. And they, they've got people that are paid millions to do this kind of thing. So. And going to a like place Kyle like Trask Pittsburgh where he's already comfortable. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but going to a place like Pittsburgh where he's already comfortable and with a very established franchise in general, uh, I think that's probably a, as good of a situation as you can ask for if you're Kenny Pickett. Um, and they got some solid uh, some solid guys in the later rounds. Connor Hayward, uh, his brother's mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, and Calvin Austin, I like a wide receiver out of Memphis. Um, so they will get a thumbs up from me. They also get a thumbs up from me. And I feel like, like again, Kenny Pickett isn't my favorite from the draft, but I like him in that system more than I thought I would, if that makes sense. Like, That's envisioning very fair. it. All right. Take I us often off to envision the Browns. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Browns did not have a first round pick, they also did not have a second round pick. Uh, but they did have three thirds, two fourths, and two sevenths, along with a fifth and a sixth. Um, they did take a kicker in the fourth round, which is awesome. You love to see it. Uh, in reality, it's probably pretty stupid, but I still love seeing it regardless. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the majority of this draft was sent towards Deshaun Watson and getting your who they hope is their franchise quarterback off the field issues be darned. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, they they traded back a couple of times and they were able to amass a larger amount of picks where when you don't have the higher picks, at least you're getting a lot of shots. Um, I think my favorite pick from them is David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Uh, he was a guy that I liked a lot pre-draft. I think I liked better than consensus for the most part. Um, he was a very young standout performer at Purdue. He probably outplayed Rondell Moore a little bit. Um, more than people might be willing to admit. Uh, but they took him in the third round, and I think wide receiver is a huge need, and I think they got a really good value out of him in the third. Um, I mean, Emerson is tall, but a below-average athlete. I think he was probably a little bit of a reach in the third round. Um, and, I mean, cornerback is kind of becoming a concern for them, even though they just uh, signed Denzel Ward. Uh, but behind him, they've got question marks. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I do kind of like Perry on Winfrey defensive mm-hmm. tack out of Oklahoma in the fourth. Um, I think he might be a disruptive interior pass rusher kind of from day one. Um, but overall given it, it was good maneuvering considering the assets they had, uh, but they're still only going to get like a half a thumbs up or like a, a thumb midway, a zero, a dash, a not available, a did not test um, for me because 
I mean, they traded off for Deshaun Watson. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, that was their entire draft. I do love the David Bell pick. Um, and I, I was, if you didn't bring him up, I do like Perrion Winfrey there. I do think he is someone who can make an impact on day one. I give them just, just the same zero, like a null sideways thumb. Um, but we can move on to the Ravens, who in the first round walked away with Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum, which is like a steal to walk away with both of them. Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, and Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. Tyler Linderbaum was like some of the most highest. He There was a lot of fluctuation on where people expected him to go. Some people expected him to go a lot higher. Some people expected him to go way later in the first but the Ravens got a steal at 25 with Linderbaum, in my opinion. Um, they ended up drafting 11 total players, so they walked away with a, a big bag of them, um, added some depth. They added a running back in the last round for a little bit of depth, but again, they just picked up Mike Davis. Um, a tight end, a couple of offensive tackles. I, I do like their draft. The third, the second round pick, David Ajabo, the linebacker from Michigan, loved him. I think that's a great pickup for them too. The Eagles jumped in front of them at one point for Davis because they thought he was they were Ravens were going to take him, but all in all, I give this Ravens class a solid thumbs up. Yeah, I mean they had six fourth round picks and they actually made all of them. That's insane. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe they were the first team to take a punter. They took Jordan Stout out of Penn State. Yeah. I just think that's fun. Um shout out Penn State. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I think if you put them in a lie detector, they probably wish they got Jordan Davis at 14. Uh, he's just like the most defense. He's just the most Ravens player in this draft. But if there had to be a second place, it was probably Kyle Hamilton. Um, David Ajabo yeah. is great because, you know, he's probably actually going to need a redshirt year while recovering. This is a good place to do it. And they got a lot of guys in that fourth round that can probably help them pretty early on. They drafted two tight ends in the fourth round, which was really interesting in mm -hmm. Charlie Kolar and Isaiah Likely. Um, so it'd be interesting to kind of see who slots in there behind Mark Andrews. Um, but yeah, they just got a lot of really solid players. And I think they will be my other two thumbs up. Yep. For I like me. it. Also, while you were saying that. Good job, Ravens. Oh, but they did trade like, away Hollywood Brown, and that sucks. They, oh, yes. We forgot about that. We did forget about that. Um, but yeah. while you were saying that, the former 49ers and Giants wide receiver Dante Pettis signed a one-year deal with the Bears. So good for you, Justin Fields. Happy for you. Hey, they also <laughs> signed, they signed another wide receiver like 10 minutes ago. Um, I swear, and I don't remember who it was, but I, I think they're really they're really figuring it out now. Um, Tajay Sharp also signed with the Bears, so woo, problem solved. Um, so moving on, I, well, so I, I we both have the Ravens as the clear winner in this division, right? I'm going to take yep. that as a yes. Um, we are now going to move on to the AFC East, and let us start with the former, the reigning AFC East champions, the Buffalo Bills, uh, who had eight picks in this draft. Um, and overall, I, I, th I think they walked away with a pretty good draft. Uh, they, I, I want to start by saying they did draft the punt god, uh, Matt Ar 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 Ariza. There we go. Matt Ariza out of San Diego State. Um, 
that dude can punt like 90 yard bombs or something, mm-hmm. um, which is always exciting. Uh, do you think that he can break the NFL record uh, for a punt? What is the NFL record for a punt? I believe it is 98 yards. Wow. I was wrong about that. Why did I? It is 98 yards. I'm going to have to come back to this because I'm not sure what I was thinking of. Randall Cunningham (laughs) has some punting record and he kicked like a 90 yarder. And for some reason I thought it was him. And I was going to throw out a fun fact about an Eagles quarterback, not doing a quarterback thing, but here we are. Um, Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, they drafted Kair Elam, a cornerback out of Florida, who I think was a really solid pick. Maybe a little bit of a reach, but, you know, they moved up to get him. I think they really thought they needed him. Uh, he was a really solid cornerback out of Florida, um, and I think they really needed someone opposite Tredavious White. Um, so, yeah, it's a premium position, and he – ran a four three nine so hard to really complain about it james cook in the second round gave them a pass catching running back uh maybe it'll save josh allen from taking a few hits during the season if he's able to just dump it off to james cook because devin singletary doesn't really profile too much as a pass catching running back um but you know maybe part of that is really just due to them not throwing to the running back i guess this year will kind of tell us a little bit more about that. And also, uh, Khalil Shakir, uh, wide receiver out of Boise State, they took in the fifth round, who I think is interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I like him, but he's probably not going to do anything too crazy right away. You know, maybe he slots in there as probably the fourth wide receiver, but um, I don't think he'll be overtaking Gabe Davis or Stefan Diggs anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, it's Gabe Davis season. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I do like the clear Shaquille. What was, did I say that right? I was on the wrong screen. Khalil uh, Khalil Shakir. Yes. I said that right. Um, that pick, I do think it adds a little bit of depth to that room. Um, while there is a lot of talent depth kind of fell off a ledge there. I think it adds like a good little midway. Um, the Kair Elon pick their first round pick got a little bit of hate because he seems to be a little bit of a work in progress. And usually with your first round picks, you're not looking for someone who's a little bit of a work in progress, but that team did help develop Tredavious white. So a lot of people are like, you know, give them, give them a little bit of slack. Maybe they know what they're doing. So I don't know. I like it. I give it a, a, I give it, I'll give it a solid thumbs up for me. I'll give it a crooked thumbs up. And by the way, Randall Cunningham has the third longest punt in NFL history at 91 yards. So there we go. Yep. There we go. Fun times. Um, Moving on. uh, Would you like to tell us about the Patriots? I can. The Patriots shocked absolutely no one by trading back in the first round. Um, They made their first pick with the shocked everyone. And then they shocked everyone. They said, you were ready for a surprise. Wait for it. We're going to take Cole strange. The from Chattanooga, I everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> Made no sense. And then in the second round, they took Chwikon Thornton um, from Baylor. Say that again for me. I, I honestly think I typed it wrong because it didn't sound right. Taekwon. That's what I said. You did not say Taekwon. I swear I did. Maybe you're I arguing said- with the person who can <laughs> actually go back and look at the audio. You threw in an extra like sil. You're like Taekwon. Maybe we also are having a lag here, so 
Could I don't bad. have a lag on my side. So but literally what? I have a lag. It's it's getting better though. Um, let's see what else did they do? They did grab um another quarterback, Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky in the fourth round. That was before a couple of the other picks. What's his face was drafted after that? Uh yeah. Yeah, uh, right. Brown was drafted in the fifth round. Yes. Yeah. So that one was like a little bit of a stunner. Um they also grabbed a running back in the fourth. They had three fourth-round picks. They grabbed a running back in the fourth, uh, Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State. I love who, Pierre Strong. I love him, too, but, like, they're, like, collecting running backs. They That's what a, they always do, though. I know, but there's, like, they 15. Do, they but they always do it. They always do it. And, honestly... It sucks for fantasy, but that's the right way to run an NFL franchise. It's not drafting Sonny Michelle in the first, obviously, but it's it's how you should do it. And I love Pierre Strong, and I'm actually really intrigued by him for fantasy because he got fourth-round draft capital. But I loved him pre-draft. I was very excited when I saw his name get called. Um, and also, yeah, Cole Strange, is, that was just weird, man. I don't know what they're doing. If, if it wasn't Bill Belichick, people would be demanding that they, were, that they get fired. They fire yeah. someone. And Taekwondo yeah. Thornton. Like, that's a weird pick, too. Like, I don't know. Thumbs down for me. Thumbs down for me. Like, if I it works him. out, great. But, dude, you could have just waited around and gotten Cole Strange. I don't. Did you see the clip from the Rams? I think we talked about it last week. That they were, like, yeah. they were doing a, a stream. Um, and... Sean McVay was like, while the Patriots were picking, like, oh, come on. We watched all that film on Cole Strange because we don't pick until late and we expected him to be there in the third. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, it's Bill Belichick. Like, I get it's Bill Belichick, but at what point do we start saying, is this man okay? Like, now, now. is everything okay? Now, apparently. Yeah. But um, they had a little bit of depth where they needed to, but still very weird draft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we can kind of just roll through this one very quickly. The Miami Dolphins were sitting at home watching film on Tyreek Hill. Um, they made four selections. Uh, nothing really to write home about, to be honest. Um, Tyndall, who was a linebacker at Georgia, didn't start a single game in college. Uh, but he still played a lot that. of, yeah, but he still played a lot of snaps, uh, and had a decent amount of tackles, um, last season, uh, for that Georgia defense. Um, Tyndall, uh, he, he was also very athletic. So like kind of a high upside third round pick. I don't really hate that at all. Yeah. Um, I have very little th thoughts on Eric as, as wide receiver out of Texas tech. Um, yeah, honestly, like as a draft as a whole, it's like two thumbs down, but when you add in the Tyree kill thing, it's probably just like straight sideways. Yeah. Um, because you got Tyreek Hill. Congrats. I agree. Did you see them getting flamed on Twitter today? Oh, because uh, they, yeah, whoever runs their Twitter account tried to get away with uh, something, and they clearly did not get away with it. They tried to throw a, like, oh, look at this deep, uh, look at this dime from Tua, and it's like, that was a duck. Yeah. It went like 20 yards, and Tyreek Hill had to, he looked like he was returning a punt. Yep. He had to stop short run backwards and it wobbled in the air and everyone was like getting <laughs> everyone flamed them on twitter they were like poor yeah. social media guy um but we can move on to my clear winner of this Wait, real division. quick sidetrack because i have adhd okay my you you were just using the word flamed as like making fun of right mm -hmm. that's funny so i've 
I have never heard that being used as in that way. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not, I guess, slang where I grew up. Yeah. But a friend of mine, um, one of my roommates from college, it was either him or his twin brother. I, I'm pretty sure it was him. He was on an Animal Crossing forum back in, like, mm-hmm. 2003. And he, obviously, some kid pissed him off, and he started saying a bunch of crap to him. And he got kicked off the forum for flaming. And he didn't know what it meant. And no one else knew what it meant. So that's yeah. to this day, it's the only time I've ever heard the word flaming in that context. So mm-hmm. I just I felt the need to bring that up because yeah. now I've heard it a second time. So um starting to wonder if you were on that forum and possibly in charge I was of it. Definitely not, because I was one of the people who wanted to buy a Nintendo Switch and Animal Crossing to play it for the first time ever during COVID. I had never yeah. played Animal Crossing. I haven't no. played it ever. I never got a Nintendo Switch. Um well, but yeah, you. I mean, like, listen, this happens all the time. You've taught me Philly slang, that weirdest slang. Ever. We have one. It's John. It's just a noun. <laughs> so weird. That's it. It's just a noun. Did Any you noun. watch? Did you watch Abbott Elementary? No, I haven't yet. You I want have to. to watch I it. know. I really want to. I didn't um, know. It's old kind Ted. of on my to-do list. Old Ted is a Philly slang. That's a they Philly. Used thing? That one in there. That's a Philly thing. Oh, there was a I, one whole episode. There was one whole episode where they were teaching the elementary kids how to use the Philly slang. Oh, like as a, as it was, it was. You have to watch it. It's really good. Well, yeah, now I'll have to. Okay. Um. Anyway, our winner, I think yours too, but definitely mine Don't of this division. I said, I think, is the Jets, who in the first round walked away with three picks in Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson. Um. Jermaine Johnson falling. They traded up to grab Jermaine Johnson. They had four and 10 in their pockets already, but they traded up when Jermaine Johnson was still there at 26. That was the best first round, I think. I think the Ravens were another great first round, but I, I do think walking away with... I mean, yeah, the they, got, they got three players that you... B- before the draft, if all three of those players went in the top 10, you wouldn't have been surprised. Exactly. And they got them all in the first round. So, yeah. And they only had to trade once to get one of them. You know, it was yep incredible. And then they topped it off by taking Brees Hall in the second, the running back from Iowa State, and hometown kid Jeremy Rucker in the third round, tight end from Ohio State. Um, I actually know someone who knows Jeremy Rucker. He grew up in New York on Long Island. Um, great. The videos of him getting the call you know his they he posted a whole bunch of videos of like his dad hysterically crying because they were they grew up jets fans and jeremy rucker got to stay home and play for the jets which is really cool um but this Garrett wilson's it, an eagles fan i we talked about that um but it's not on the eagles so <laughs> seven picks and i think i like every one of them i mean the two fourth round picks i don't have like much of an opinion on but they're first five picks i'd love every second of all of them Double this reminds me of a draft that i would do when i was like playing madden mm-hmm. and i wouldn't make any picks after the fourth round because i just gave up on scouting those prospects so i would just trade all of my picks up mm-hmm. um and they i mean they did that and it joe douglas has done a great job since he's took over so in 2019 good. and i think the only scary thing about this draft is walking away without a really you know, you took Max Mitchell in the fourth round uh, tackle mm-hmm. out of Louisiana, but you didn't really do anything to help the offensive line. Yes. Um, so if Makai Becton doesn't work out or bounce back, like that's worrisome because you need to keep Zach Wilson upright. Um, 
But, I mean, you did a lot of other things to help Zach Wilson. So, Mm -hmm. Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson are going to be huge. And I think Garrett Wilson might have been my favorite wide receiver in this draft. So, yeah, I I think they they had a killer draft. So, yeah, probably like two thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up for me and the winners. I texted you on draft night and I said, oh, no, I'm not ready for uh, four years of Wilson to Wilson. It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah, I'm already confused by it, honestly. (laughs) Every time someone mentions a Wilson now, I I have Mm -hmm. no clue who they're talking about. And that's just because I'm stupid, but like, you know, I work with what I got. So, hey, I started compiling this list on my phone of things that I think of that should be implemented as NFL rules. And one of them is that if there's a player in the draft that is the same name as a player, so like Josh Allen was in the league and then Josh Allen is in the draft, that you have to take them on your team. That's one of my new rules. I don't like that at all. I love it. Sounds horrible. You could just like collect a whole. Exactly. That's like, that's like Steve Smith and Steve Smith, New York giants, except only one of them got classified because the other one was good. Oh, that's my rule. I'm keeping it. If you said Steve Smith, you were talking about Carolina. You were only talking about the New York giants. One of you were saying New York Giants, Steve Smith. Mm -hmm. Hey, he was on the Eagles too. So Listen, the Josh Allen, Josh Allen game was one of the f- most fun things I watched. That I hated that. I still hate it. Um, <laughs> Every time like they would. One bit. <laughs> don't like it one bit. Let's move I on. I love it. Okay, um... let's move on to the Titans, the winner of the AFC South last year um, and lost in the first round of playoffs. They walk away with pick number 18 in the first round, Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. They pick up a lot of uh, Malik Willis in the third was a great pick. One of my favorite picks they made uh, the 22nd pick in the third round added some depth with Kyle Phillips late, but uh, petite for Ray It's a French. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, the offensive tackle from. Yeah, exactly. Um, from Ohio state. I think that was a great pick for them. They addressed a lot of concerns throughout. Like you could see they picked so many different, positions i like that for them diversifying a little bit rather than just stacking it all i think their first four first four picks were pretty good i like that yeah they get like a massive two thumbs down for me i i cannot make sense of the trading aj brown thing like yeah i i don't know what you would why why draft a player in the first two rounds at a premium position have him perform like a top five player in the league at that position to not pay him. Yep. Like, okay, fine. If like, I get it. You're resetting the clock. Now you don't have to pay Traylon Burks for four or five more years, but then what are you doing this year? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why? Like Ryan Daniel is still under contract. Derek Henry is still under contract. They did not get better as a team during draft weekend. I would say they arguably got worse. And they took a third-round pick on a backup quarterback and a fourth-round pick on a backup running back. Like, yes, Traylon Burks, I like him a lot, and I think he's probably going to produce very early and probably play pretty well because there's not a lot else going on there in the wide receiver room. But they're in this horrible position of not fully going for it, but also mm-hmm. not rebuilding. And I think that is the stupidest thing that a franchise can do. And it's I say that saying a bad team say bad. Like you right. can't win if you just stay stagnant, but I bad team. 
bad franchises stay bad. Mm-hmm. Bad teams, bad teams get better because they trust the process. Like, yeah. excuse me while I talk about the Sixers again on a on an Eagles pot on a Jesus Christ, <laughs> a football podcast. It's been a long week, but the Sixers said we aren't going to be good enough by being the tenth to 20th best team in the league every year because we will never get a great player in the draft and this is much more true in the nba draft than it is in the nfl for sure but they said we're never going to get you know a star player so you know what we're going to do we're going to trade all the pretty good players that we have and we're just gonna suck for like six years so we can take our shot and yet it bet the NBA is different than the NFL, but I, I don't see, I, I don't understand why the, if you're already paying Ryan Tannehill, I don't see why you just don't go for it one more time. You were the first seed last year and now you're not going to be the first seed. You're not going to be the best team in the AFC because you got worse and other teams got better. But also it's not like you're building towards something either. You're going downwards. I, I hate it. I hated I hated their weekend. And I feel very bad yeah. for Kyle Larson, a uh, Titans fan. Even though yeah. I like some of the players they got. And maybe I in do. five years I'll feel better about it, but I don't see the point of doing that right now. Yeah. And the thing is, it it seems like nonsensical because the entire reason, like it's not like you were getting rid of AJ Brown and getting a different type of receiver. You got rid of AJ Brown because you didn't want to pay him and then drafted his perfect comp in Traylon Burks, right? So it's not like you were trying to diversify your offense or change things up. You were just trying not to pay him. And now you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, either like sell it all or buy it all right now. And I agree with you. I, I like their first four picks, but their weekend in total, I do not like. Yeah. So I'm probably and, uh, being a little harsh on their draft grade as a whole, but more, yeah. I'm more so just saying whoever's running this sucks. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Tell us about but, the Colts. All right. The Indianapolis Colts, they drafted this weekend. Uh, they did not have a first-round pick. Do you remember they didn't why? draft this weekend. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Do you remember why they didn't have a first-round pick, Ashley? Carson Wentz. They traded for Carson Wentz. How did that work out, Ashley? Um, if I, if I can recall, terrible. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> um, they're half the reason the Eagles. Because they AJ lost Brown. to the Jags. <laughs> hey, unless it was a big brain move to get AJ Brown out of the division into the Eagles. Oh. Then yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, in the Plain second cast. round with their with their first pick, they drafted Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Who I think is interesting. Um, you know, he's he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, he ran a four four one. He averaged about eighteen yards per reception in college. Um, and then the guy that got in the third, Jelani Woods, was one of the most athletic tight ends that was available in the draft this year. Um, so honestly, I know he's not Mo Ali Cox, but both those guys have a certain amount of juice that I don't really think that the Colts have had recently outside of Jonathan Taylor. Like T.Y. Hilton's taking a step back. Obviously, um, I love Michael Pittman, but he's not that outside deep ball kind of guy. And I think that Pierce will kind of sort of slide right into that T.Y. Hilton role of like being a deep threat and being able to really open up the middle of the field for um, Michael Pittman, who I still kind of expect to be that number one wide receiver. Um, Bernard Raymond, the offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, fell to the third round. Um, and I think that's just a really solid, yeah. a really solid pick. 
another really good athlete. Like I, they, they had one of the most athletic drafts um, mm-hmm. in terms of like they just drafted athletes. And I think generally speaking, that's a good process unless you're the Eagles a couple years ago, then it might've been a good process, but it didn't work. So um, go Colts, I guess a solid thumbs up for me. Solid thumbs up for me too. I love the Bernard Raymond pick in the third. I mean, before the draft, he, several analysts had him going at the end of the first. It's a, yep. it, he could have first round talent and you got him in middle of the, it's not even like it was the beginning of the third, it was middle of the third. Um, I like Alec Pierce because I think he can fill in. I think they have a lot of holes and need someone who can diversify their wide receiver room a little bit. And I think he can just plug those holes in the ship that they have right now. All in all, like I said, solid thumbs up for me. Tell me about the Houston Texans. Yep, it is my turn. Um, The Texans with their first round pick, uh, pick number three. The Texans who everybody said needs all positions. Um. (laughs) drafted Derek Stingley in the first round with a third pick, the quarterback from LSU. Great pick. He got chosen over Ahmad Gardner, which was a huge surprise. We we were texting during that and we're fairly surprised by that. I love Derek Stingley, but you took a little, like it's, I mean, it depends what you're looking for. I think he's a great fit on the Texans. Um, The more I read about him to the Texans, I like it. They're, Picks through their first four picks, I do really love all of them. They got Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M, Jalen Petrie. Traded back to get him. They did. And yeah, and got Jalen Petrie in the second round, the safety from Baylor, and John Mechie in the second round, the wide receiver from Alabama. Um, I start to fall off on, on knowledge with a little bit of their later drafts. Um, I do know Christian Harris. He another great addition for them. I do think they tackle a lot of the needs they needed to meet. Again, this is another one that didn't just add a lot of depth. They just filled a lot of need rather than going for depth in positions that they had. I mean, it um, would be hard for them to really go on for depth, to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah, they, I, it is. I like Damian Pierce running back out of Florida that they took in the fourth round. Yeah. I will say I like John Mechie, but he felt like a reach when there were other guys still on yeah. the board and they traded up to get him. Um, I don't really get it. I think he's going to be fine for a long time, but I don't, I don't think you needed to trade up and give up two fourth rounders to get a fine wide receiver. Like I'd rather take a big shot on a guy like George Pickens. Yeah. So I don't know. That one doesn't really sit right with me on a team that like, why wouldn't you just be drafting for upside? Like you've got nothing to lose. So. Yeah. I think they picked their upside, right? Like John Mechie does have a decent amount of upside. I think he has a fairly safe, floor too but again a team that needs a lot of positions i could understand just keeping your two fourth round picks and going for the upside there in two players rather than one and play a little bit of numbers game so i don't know i give it a thumbs up thumbs up for me uh now moving on to the jacksonville jaguars who man they had to try and screw this up right Mm -hmm. they did they they did they had two first round picks. The first one they took uh Trayvon Walker, fine, whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I Measurables. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm so I'm so sorry, Doug. I'm so sorry. Um then they decide to take a linebacker in the later in the first round, Devin Lloyd. Okay. Fine. Not exactly a premium position. Fine. Uh, you know what we're going to do in the third round? We're going to take another linebacker, Chad Muma. Yep, okay. That sounds like a great idea. 
Um, they took an offensive guard and a center in the uh, earlier in the third round, Luke Fortner. Um, man, I just I don't even like I, I don't even have much to say about like the very specific like picks. But Trent Balky came out and said, you can never have too many guys at linebacker. Are you a moron? I, I mean, sure. You mm-hmm. know where else you can't have too many guys at like every other position in football. Yep. Linebackers should not be your top priority when you won what? Four games in the last two seasons. Yeah. That's a horrible strategy. It's terrible. They began the draft with 12 picks and made seven of them. And, and they like, I are get, a bad team. I get that's the logic. No, I get the logic. If you're a different team, if you're a different team. If you're a good team. If you're a good team. I so get, you're you get the logic. Team. You know, if I get the logic of jumping out the window if I'm on the first floor, but I'm on the fifth floor. I will die. There is no logic. You understand the logic. And I'm not mad at you, but, but there is no logic. You don't understand the logic because there is no logic there. They True. said, we got to be a couple players away, clearly, after having the first overall pick in two successive drafts. Let's trade away our picks, make about half the ones we had, and take some linebackers, gosh dang it, because you can never have too many linebackers. Yeah. Idiots. And they could be good players, but they're idiots. I The Jaguars suck, and I feel so bad for Doug Peterson, and I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. The only offensive skill position player they took is Snoop Connor, I was just a running back. And they already had Travis star. Etienne and James Robinson. They shouldn't have taken Travis Etienne. They had James Robinson. Trent Baalke is a moron, and I hope that his nose itches constantly for the rest of his life. I hope both sides of this pillow are warm. Um, just a little bit of a gold star because Snoop Carter. No, Snoop Connor no. is a cool name. Is a I cool refuse. name. We played this no. game last time. A three little bit of an asterisk. That's a cool name. Three thumbs down. You have three hands. Three thumbs down. Um, okay. We're moving Chiefs. on. To the Chiefs who had... An interesting draft. It kind of started out a little weird, then saved itself. Very strange. Um, first round, they ended up with the cornerback from Washington, Trent McDuffie. They ended up with George Karloftis, the defensive end from Purdue. And Sky Moore was probably one of my favorite picks they made, the wide receiver from Western Michigan in the second. Um, added some much-needed depth at corner in the later rounds. A couple of extra, you know, extra skill position in Isaiah Pacheco. Um, all in all, I like their draft. Uh, they added Justin Ross and, uh, undrafted as an undrafted free agent. I just, I know we're not really kind of going over that, but that was a player. No, but that's big. He, he that's a big drafted. one. Yeah. So I love Justin Ross. I'm really sad. So that Justin Ross did go to the chiefs in free agency. Um, but again, I think they, they tackled a couple of their positions of need and I really do like their first, I like their first three picks. I mean, I could understand not tricking McDuffie in the first, but I, I really just love Sky Moore, and that kind of like saved it for me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't like their draft very much. I don't like Trent McDuffie. I I just don't. I, I he's small. He's not long. 
Yeah, he's and that's like, that's the one I. He's not what I want in a cornerback. George Karlaftis is fine. The issue I have with him is I don't I, I don't know what his upside is necessarily. I think he's sure. a very safe player, and I think that's fine. But I have more of an issue with the only pick in the first what four rounds that they spent on offense was Sky Moore. Yeah, and that's cool, but, but. it's a lot easier for Patrick Mahomes to overcome a bad defense if he has players on offense. And I'm not fully convinced right now that he has players on offense outside of Travis Kelsey. Like Juju's fine in theory. I hope he's healthy and I hope he can go back to what I forgot he was there. Yeah, exactly. And then they have sky Moore, rookie and they have, um, uh, I keep wanting to say Doriel green Beckham. And that's clear. The wide receiver from green Bay speedster, you're not going to help me, are you? I'm lost. I just, the they, only name they I have him in, in free my agency. Head, the only name I have in my head is Byron Pringle and he left. Nope. Yep. They signed this guy in free agency. Okay. It's fine. Um, you can look that up while I keep talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like, I, I think they drafted for volume. They had what, like 10 overall, they had 10 total picks. And I think some of the prospects they got were fine, but. I walk away disappointed. I mean, they traded up oh. for Trent McDuffie. Who? Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Yes, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. That's why. Three names. Dory Ogre and Beckham. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just not thrilled, really. Um, yeah. I I didn't think about it that way until you mentioned it. And I do, like, like again, I expected them to go several skill position players in the first handful of picks they had. And like I said, like you said, there's only Sky Moore. I feel like they would have benefited from an approach that was more throw everything at the wall and see what sticks after losing it. A very unique player like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I really love Sky more and I can't help it, but they could have used more than more. Funny. I didn't mean it like that at first, but then I, then I had to finish it. Whatever you say. Okay. Um, uh, Las Vegas. I think that was technically your turn, even though I ended up talking for longer. Okay, than so I I'll go, to. and then you. All can right, go. fine. Go, go ahead. Okay, so the Las Vegas Raiders walked away. With... Oh wait, 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 wait! I give it a middle, a middle oh, thumb. Agree. Because I'm sure someone out there is keeping track, and by someone, I mean <laughs> absolutely no one. Um, right, Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders hosted our draft. Did not have a pick in the first two rounds. Their first pick was in the third round. Well, they got Devontae pick Adams. In the third round. They did get Devontae Adams and gave up those picks for Devontae Adams. They walked away with six different players. Um, yeah, I, some standouts. Their first their first pick in the third round was Dylan Parham from Memphis. Zamir White, the running back from Georgia in the fourth round, I think was good. And I understand them adding that. They added two defensive tackles in the fourth and the fifth. Added another running back in the seventh. So I could I can kind of see where they were addressing big areas of need. But again, I don't even know if running back is like that huge of a need, but Zamir White adds adds something to that room. Yeah, I mean they didn't pick up the fifth year option on Josh Jacobs. So this oh, I forgot. Yeah, they didn't pick contract. up anybody's fifth year option, right? Yeah. Nobody's. That's right. Um and Josh McDaniels does come from the tree of liking to use multiple running backs. So I think that's interesting to note yeah. and something to keep an eye on, especially as camp comes around. Um 
And I like Samir White as a player. I think he could make yep. a difference on that offense. You know, is it going to be something absolutely huge? I don't think so, but I think he can make a difference on the Raiders offense. Yeah. And outside of running back, every pick was used on the line of scrimmage of yeah. some sort, which I never have an issue with. Overall, I mean, the actual draft is like a middling, but, you know, you throw in Devontae Adams and you give it a thumbs up because Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. So kind of hard to be too upset about that. Yeah. And we talked about um, those some at the beginning. We talked about some of the players, the Chargers, Chargers added in free agency already. Tell us who they took in the draft. Yeah. So the Chargers, uh, at 17 overall, took Zion Johnson, uh, a guard um, out of Boston College, um, who I think was a smart choice because they are protecting Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. And that is the right way to win games is by protecting your quarterback and hitting the other team's quarterback. Um, so I think that's, you know, he has some versatility. He played some left tackle. Uh, in college as well as left guard. Obviously, I think he translates more as a guard in the uh, at the NFL level. Um, he allow, uh, Per PFF, he allowed only three sacks on more than 1,000 pass blocking snaps. I uh, didn't miss a single game in five years, so that's good. Um, a solid athlete. It's a really boring pick, but I think something that's probably going to be very important for the Chargers, especially after what they did in free agency and how close I think they think they are. Um, yeah. The one thing that surprised me is they, they did not draft a single wide receiver. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people had that as a need for them. I didn't as much. Um, I thought that they really believed in the guy that they took in like the third or fourth round last year, whose name is completely escaping me because not doing well with names tonight. Um, but, you know, between that signing Mike Williams and having Keenan Allen, um, it just didn't really feel like a massive issue to me. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was a really boring draft. They took a couple cornerbacks late, um, you know, just throwing things at the wall, seeing who's going to stick along with JT Woods, the safety out of Baylor in the third round. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think really there may be a player away from having a very, very complete roster. Um, and this was a very solid draft for an already very good team. So boring, but thumbs up for me. Yeah, I agree. And the, uh... The two players they had, another PFF college stat, was that Zion Johnson and Jamari Slayer combined allowed only 10 pressures in 2021. So adding those two guys is something that adds a lot of strength to offensive line. Um, Chargers last year also drafted Rashawn Slater, so they're committing themselves to protecting Justin Herbert at all costs. And I think it's a great thing. He's a guy who can very clearly be your franchise quarterback and you're close in, in theory, there's still a long ways to go, but protecting the quarterback first, I will always support those decisions. So also the wide receiver they took was Josh Palmer last year in the third. I round. was going to say that next. I they like, pull up their depth so. chart. Yep. And I do yeah. like Isaiah Spiller, the running back from Texas A&M. Oh, I, like I forgot they drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good pick. A really good I compliment. Like his film. Exactly. And I, and it's protecting Austin Eckler too. You know, he's starting, he's what, 26 now? 27. So he's starting to get old by running back standards. Um, and a guy like Austin Eckler, you want to protect at all costs, take the workload off of him just a little bit. I love that. I give the Chargers a thumbs up. All right. Tell me about the Broncos. Um, yeah. Our I... last AFC draft. Yep. So the Broncos 
picked up Russell Wilson this offseason. Um, and then in their draft, their first pick wasn't until the second round. Later in the second round, they picked up Nick Bonito, the offensive linebacker from Oklahoma. They added, let's see, two. Sk- Did I, you just called him an offensive linebacker? Oh, what did I? What did I? What? You said offensive linebacker. <laughs> I feel like he's an edge rusher, but I feel like you meant yeah, outside linebacker. I did. I did. Yeah. And I'm trying to read my list and do two things at once because, <laughs> anyway, outside linebacker. <laughs> they One of those good old offensive linebackers. linebackers. Exactly. Definitely. Um, they took two skill position players, uh, tight end in the third round and a Greg. wide receiver. I like in Greg. The fifth. Greg, it's such a Greg Dolchich. I like such Greg. I just drafted Greg in a rookie draft. Pretty pumped about Greg. Nice. Um, they the added stretcher. <laughs> Greg is. I honestly don't Sorry, even I'm know done. who he is. I don't even know. Who Greg. He is. I understand he's Greg, but like That's I didn't want UCLA is a tight end. It's Greg. I know, but I don't watch UCLA games. Um. Anyway, they add a little bit of depth to cornerback. I don't really have many thoughts on this. I my thoughts Russell Wilson basically. No, I. I think they actually. I think they had a really solid draft. I think. I think Benito's really good um, value. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he was a really solid player, and he's probably going to have a role pretty early on. Um, we already know I like Greg as uh, a field stretcher. He pairs well with Alberto, um, which I think low key this might tell us a little bit of what they think about Albert Albuquerque. I can't do it. Albert. I. I. A year ago, I could say his name perfectly. Alberto shoot never mind whatever they got i I will say i they have a lot of hard they have a lot of weird names a a yoma uwazrik delarin turner yell so his name is turner yell that's awesome montreal washington luke wattenberg uh matt henningson and fayon hicks that's a that's a solid you're throwing greg and nick bonito Damari Mathis. That's a that's a great draft in terms of names. Names. Um, it's a good name. But e- either way, I, I think it was a really solid draft. I, I think yeah. nothing too crazy, but I, I do think, especially considering that they, you know, were able to pick up Russell Wilson, I give them a thumbs up from me. I agree. Like I said, I don't have many thoughts because it's just it's good. It's fine. It's safe, basic, good floors. That's that. Yeah, that's that is that. So so. I don't think we picked winners for the divisions in all of them. In the North, we both picked the Ravens as the winner, Ravens. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, East was the Jets. The Jets. South, we did we didn't pick the last two. So the South. South is the Jaguars. Sure. It's not the Jaguars. It's probably the mm, Colts. Texans. Texans. Okay. I I might go with the Colts. I think the Colts. Yeah, Colts. Raymond in the third is going to be a great thing. I'm going to give the tie to the Texans because they had two first rounders and the Colts didn't have any. Okay. I like that. So, so that's a good tiebreaker. Works for us. Um, and in the West, your winner? Um, the Chargers. Broncos? Broncos. I'm gonna give it to the Broncos. Don't sound too confident. I'm gonna give it to the Chargers. That's we yeah. Were, I'll give it to the Broncos. We were even all last week, so we only had two disagreements in all of the divisions, and it was those two. Anyway, 
lots of fun stuff happening. A free agency's already spinning. Um, a lot of these players have signed their contracts already. All in all, who do you think is the best team out of the entire AFC? Like, not team, best draft is what I meant. Probably the Ravens. Hard to argue yeah. with that. I'm I, torn. Me, yeah, probably the Ravens. It's the Ravens or the Jets. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens had six fourth round picks. Mm-hmm. That's it. Really felt like I'm playing Madden. Like I love. I used to love getting those mid round picks. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's probably the Ravens. I, yeah. I, I don't like that they gave away Marquise Brown. I'm not gonna lie, but. I agree. But they are. Um, like we said earlier, they have a lot of interest in. Um, Jarvis Landry. What's his face? Jarvis Landry from the Browns. It's too many names. Um, yeah. Anything else to add before we start to wrap it up? Uh, Do you know you sent no. me a video the other day? And did I, you watch it? I did watch it, and I thought it was something was going to happen, and nothing ever. No, happened. nothing ever happens. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my... Okay. So now a, a little back, a little backstory. Um, if you're over the age of like 18, <laughs> go look, or probably like 14. I don't know. I don't know what the age rating is. Um, go look up too many cooks on YouTube if you've never watched it. Um, so Adult Swim aired that on like its own time slot without telling anyone what it was. So people thought it was like the intro to a new show. <laughs> but then the intro just kept going. And then it would like pause for a second and you'd be like, finally. And then it would start all over again. <laughs> it, it, well, no, and it, yeah, it just it kept going and then it deteriorated yeah. into... Yeah, so my friend, um, that has been his fantasy team name for like the last like basically as long as I've known him. Um, it's always too many cooks. Did does he draft all the cooks? Because this is why the conversation started was because me, you, and Blake were having a Twitter conversation. He said one of the cooks, and you said no, he meant this Jared Cook, and I said no, he meant Alvin Cook. So does he draft so all the cooks? The- the first time he did it was because he had like Brandon Cooks and Dalvin Cook or something. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the timing of it. Might have been Jared Cook and Brandon Cooks based on age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he hasn't since then. But he tries to always have one Cook or Cooks okay. on his team. Um, I like I, I support it then. Yeah. I think you have to at least try to have one too of the Cooks on cooks, a team name. Too, too many, many cooks. cooks. Too many Cooks. Too many Cooks. And we could keep this going for as song. long as you'd like because this it literally like a, never ends. It's, not, it's like an it's like a thirteen minute video. It's great. It really is. <laughs> anyway, it's fantastic. Why don't you tell us where we can find you, Michael? Uh, you can I didn't find like that. Me. I just called you Michael. Ooh. I prefer it. I um, you can find me. Uh, I could go so many ways with this. Um, in. Re- in reality, it's probably crying in my shower after the Sixers win game six, but then lose game seven after giving us hope again. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly feel like Hawkeye in Endgame. Don't if do I that. If I walk tomorrow and they end up winning, I'm. I think you might kidnap me and make me. Watch Actually, all it the- doesn't matter. It doesn't. It true. It, no, it won. doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't we, matter. we. No, it doesn't. The Sixers. We exist to hurt the fans. Like, that is why the Sixers, they exist to hurt us. They exist to hurt us. It's like one of, it's it's Philly fans, like one of the 
Dante's circles for Phillies fans is the we, Sixers. We won a Super Bowl and we're still paying for it. That's the reality. Someone Easy. sold their soul. And this is what we're getting. Who was it? Who sold their soul? All of Philadelphia. <laughs> we all did it individually. We all said we will give anything. And now we're giving it. And we're upset about it. It's all the bad karma from also Nikolai Jokic should not be the MVP. He's a fraud and Vorp is a stupid thing and it's stupid. And Joel Embiid is still playing, which Nikola Jokic has not been this week uh, in the past two years. Um, so suck it city of Denver. Your air sucks. You don't have any and you still can't win in the playoffs. Your center sucks and he's not as good as Joel Embiid. Who's playing better than him with a mask on and a broken face. All right. I'm good now. I don't, and you can find Twitter? me on Twitter. I don't care. And <laughs> at MP Duncan 75, don't follow me. I'm just, you're just going to get shit like this about the Sixers this week. If you enjoy ADHD rants, you can find us here. I just want basketball <laughs> season to be over. I just want the you pain to end. Yeah. yeah. It, it would just be better for them to lose tomorrow and like not give you any. No, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. <laughs> There's no good scenario here. Yeah. It's okay. I'm a New York fan. We don't win anything lately. It's is what it is. But at least you don't have hope. See, hope but they like give worse. me a little bit of hope every year. That's every, your own every damn last fault. One of the teams. That's your own damn fault. I know Ashley. it is. They I do nothing to deserve your hope. I know. I know. Speaking of, I need to go buy my Kayvon Thibodeau jersey. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter. At Ashley underscore Marie with two A's and Ashley. You can find us both here on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could find both of us and all of the Undroppables uh, on the Undroppables exclusive Patreon channels in our Discord, which you can get by going to the Undrop patreon.com slash the Undroppables. And you can listen to us whenever you like on any streaming platform that you get your podcasts from. And that's that. I think next week we might talk a little bit about free agency so far, who's still left in the market. And whatever else and here true true anyways signing off see you later trust the process yeah